America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him, uh, put, excuse me. Now, it may get bigger, it may get a little bigger, it may not get bigger at all. We'll see what happens. But regardless of what happens, we're totally prepared. This is your victory. Now, I know you didn't do this just to win an election. I know you didn't do it for me. You did it because you understand the enormity of the task that lies ahead. You're not going to believe this. He killed 16 Czechoslovakians. Guy was an interior decorator. This house looked like shit. What? Give me a hell yeah! I said, give me a hell yeah! Now to the corner. It was voted number one podcast to listen to in truck stop showers and elevators. It's the middle of the road podcast with TJ and Coach Casey. Ah, all right, man. That was a good one. It was really good. Listen, we've been making the truck scene. You'll find that out later as the show goes, and you'll find out, you know, we are, hey, you got to get big wherever you, wherever they're letting you, letting you grow. Today is 424. This is the middle of the road. I'm Coach Casey. That's TJ. What's up, buddy? Yeah. Oh. What have you been up to, my man? I, I don't think I've been up to anything. Nothing. I, you had your day of the year a few days ago. Yeah. And I could tell. Okay. When I came in here. Yeah, it was, it, we we're going to get to that. It was, uh, we, you know, last show was actually who our sponsor is for this show. Oh, I didn't, who is I didn't our get sponsor? To, uh, Zigzag, <laughs> the rolling paper. Um, <laughs> that was supposed to be pre-420 okay. celebration, but we can jump right into that. I did do our first ever middle of the road 420 meet and greet. Steve from, formerly from California. Okay. Uh, now in El Dorado mm. came down and we'll. Probably wait a little bit to get into that event, but I'll just say he got here. I was ready to party or celebrate. I got him the kind. I don't know if he he's like, I don't know if he knew how Kansas boys did it. Yeah. And he's never like, I'm not Kansas boy either. I'm tolerance like a bull boy. You know, I like that dude in the bar that never gets drunk. That's kind yeah. of me. I get high, but I could just keep going. So. But you get drunk. I do get drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Fun drunk, though. Not bad drunk. I said, okay. but like, you know, in the, <laughs> wah, 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 I don't have that ready. Dang it. Um, but yeah, he came down. We had a good time. He hung out for a couple hours, got to meet him. I think it was fun for him to get out of the house and finally meet somebody besides Skin Man and not say yeah. that's a bad thing. Skin Man had been the only person from the show to meet him before this. So I did my show prep. I'm like, hey, man, is this guy any chance he's going to kill me? He's like, no. I said, he's like one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. And that's I can't can confirm super nice dude so good deal uh so we did that and that was you know happy holidays to all the people i didn't wish them before yeah. last show we have a big show today we have a, we do we're 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 pressed for time as they say and and i just confirmed and he's ready and waiting so. actually i say we're pressed for time we got 30 minutes to fill no uh we've got a guest <laughs> <laughs> we have a guest coming on 26 minutes actually uh tony flood a professional wrestler uh we'll get to his whole breakdown in a little bit if you want to do a little googling up until we give you his whole breakdown unless you want to do that we'll do it before right yeah, before the fine. call um is joining us 
It, you know, we had Jay Spade, another professional wrestler, a couple yep. weeks ago. Jay, we appreciate you, but Tony's a way bigger deal. So <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't tell that to Jay. Don't He's tell good. that to. I'm just yeah. joking. We'll have them both on sometime, and I'll tell it. No, yeah. I won't say it to either of their faces because no. even if, yeah, they know how to fight. So mm-hmm. I don't. We were supposed to have an in guest or in studio guest this week. Is it John Cena? It was supposed to be John Cena. You can't know. It was supposed to be Brandon. We got rid of John Cena to have Tony Flood on. By I looked the way. back and all you seen was his leg, and you heard a couple comp comments because he was never mm-hmm. really on the the video of the pent up aggression show. Okay, but he yep. had been in studio a couple times. He was supposed to join us. Wife left. Got to watch kids. I said, bring him over. My wife will watch him. If not, mm-hmm. let the let the dogs watch him until my wife gets there. Yeah, I don't think your wife's here. Yeah, he's got like a two year old and a six year old. How hard can, or four year old? How hard uh, it's can like it a be? Six month old, I think. Okay, well, one year <laughs> old and a four year old. How hard can it be? Either you way. know. <clears throat> so he's not here. Uh, so you haven't been up to nothing since last show. No, but I want to hear about uh, prom. Well, I don't. Did we we obviously didn't talk about no, it before last show because it wasn't uh, an issue. I came home from work Wednesday. And the boy basically said, or they're all standing at the door, essentially. And they're Who's like, they're all? my wife, my daughter, and Isaac. So you knew something was up? Well, no, because they're not actually at the door. They're all in the dining room, right, when you walk in. Okay. One's in the kitchen, but they're at, like, my house is all open. You can see it's little, yeah. but it's open. I mean, you can see from one end to the other of it easily. But so they're standing there. They could see me. And you're, my wife goes, guess what? And I said, what? And she goes, your son just decided he wants to go to prom. Okay. And I said, okay, when's prom? <laughs> Tomorrow. She said, Saturday. And I said, okay, we can make that happen. Yeah. And she goes, oh, I don't know. how. I'll start calling places tomorrow. And I said, no, we'll start calling right now. She's like, there's nowhere going to be open. It was 6 o'clock or whatever. Yeah. I said, no, I think somewhere will be. And somewhere was. Uh, thank you to our other sponsor, the Men's Warehouse. Oh, shit. You'll love the way you look yeah. on it. Um, they were open until 7. They were able to get an emergency order in. Get awesome. the boy a tux. Um, couldn't get him a coolest, fittedest, all that stuff, one that you probably would have wanted to get with maybe one more week's notice. Yeah. Um, but we did get him a cool, great, I mean, awesome colors. It was maybe one of the, because he even said if he gets married, he's never wearing a tux, okay. you know. So this might have been our chance to see him in one. I don't know what made it. It looked it ha- like his buddy just went in, uh, in jeans and a cowboy hat. Yeah, he whatever. had like tux pants <laughs> he went and it on. Okay. And then he had like a upper nice shirt and a vest. And yeah. then he had like. It was actually supposedly a, a expensive or mm-hmm. some kind of nice, yeah. But in the cowboy hat and everybody else had, you know, dressed to tease. They then went you out. You had that chaperone. There's that thirty year old guy yeah. with him. We had. He's a swimmer. Okay. Uh, the, he's the, actually younger than Isaac. The guy he, with the beard. He's was? only seventeen. We posted a picture. I sent TJ one, and he said, "Who's the thirty year old with him?" And I said, <laughs> "One of his buddies." He goes, "He has a better beard than me." And I said, "So does Isaac." No, I didn't. That kid did. He had a he had a nice beard. Yeah, um, he was he was the guy wearing those little round sunglasses and like mm-hmm. the he's like that new age cool dude, you know, from when we were in school. So he had a blast. He came home after they went to a bonfire. He went and did stuff, you know. So That's good. I was so a happy dad that he did. Su- I mean, this is one of his fun. He's been going out and doing stuff, but this is one of his first senior experiences. So get your kids out and do some senior shit. That's awesome. Skin man's kids both did prom this weekend too. I think. Yep. So. We it was uh, downtown at the Museum of National Treasures. So Ooh. that they go to Caldwell. Sorry, I shouldn't name names. They go the school they go to is the one close to you, not Caldwell. So it's actually not that one anyway. But the other Colwich? one, yeah. Well, I wasn't going to say it this time, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a small school like mine. So that's the kid with the beard. 
There's Isaac. You can see him behind him. TJ's bringing up pictures that he sent me. That was what's weird. I TJ sends me a picture of Isaac at prom, and apparently somebody he knew posted a picture. Yeah, that was her kid there. Yeah. Well, you remember Aaron Butts from yeah. Suburban? That's his son. Okay. And Isaac knows him. He said yeah. he, we seen them when we went to do pictures. So Okay. All right. Enough prom talk. Proud dad, happy, cool. Um, Skin Man, what have you been up to? You were on special assignment, I told everybody, last weekend. And, you know, you... What have you been up to since you had two weeks of stories to tell me? Go. Um, Wednesday, I had uh, tried to cut my finger off. I didn't succeed. Okay, so was that a so was that a failure? Yes, since you was didn't it, cut it off. Was yeah. it an accident, or were you really trying to cut your finger off? Oh, it was a it was an accident. Okay, so you weren't trying. You almost cut your finger off. Right. I was getting worried about you. If you start with your finger, you know, I don't need you to be a self because it had to do mutilator. With a, mutilator. Uh, there you go. Hydraulic cylinder and a vice. And it uh, which to come out was of the which vice which vice you're drinking or that's never a problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you mix that in a hydraulic cylinder, it could be a problem. Yeah. yeah, I don't drink the hydraulic. That's just gross. But it tried to come out of the uh, out of the like the metal vice. Okay, and, there we uh, go. Not the Miami I tried vice. Tried to catch it for some reason. So you I do put, mobile repairs. Yeah. Okay. So do I you have a forklift right you need worked on? It, no. And then it turned and. Hey, we do have a forklift at work. I think I saw it the other day. But you're okay. You lo- you kept the finger. Yeah. No no surgery needed. No. Um, you got the job done because do you, you have a always crane truck? do. Uh-uh. No, what? they got a van and a van. What? How how do you pick shit up? With if your the forklift's broken. Look at. Do you see this guy? He don't need weights. He needs a Mikey type fucking crane. Van- he d- he has one. That's why his back's bad, and he's yeah. looking for new work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your employer? I need to speak with him immediately about some Jim would, violations. Boy, Jim would probably be meaner to you than Conrad was. You think? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. he's honest. But he's honest and yeah. awesome. So, <laughs> both of them, I guess. I minus the alt. No. Uh, <laughs> so, every, nothing else. I mean, you okay? Everything's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. We missed you last show. It wasn't the same. It isn't the same. It's I did not. score a 18-inch uh, grill. Really? For free? Yeah. Like a gas uh, or charcoal? Charcoal. All right. The only way to cook. Yeah. I uh, seasoned it last night with pecan wood and charcoal. All right. You ever just cook on the open wood on them? Can you do that? Can you just Sometimes. charcoal charcoal wood them? Yeah. All right. I'd like to you to do. I'd like if, you to charcoal you wood. It, if you want it crisp. That's what I like. I want to grill cheese on there. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, do you ever cook anything on a grill ever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've got one. Like what? Uh, we do, like, our veggie burgers on there. We have some, like, uh, you wrap potatoes and vegetables and all that stuff up in tin foil and, and cook them on there. I, we do breakfast out there sometimes. What about, like, a cock meat sandwich? Uh, no, I just serve those to you here at the okay. sa- at the studio right before every show, bud. There's, It's <laughs> not very... No, it's not very no. filling. I know no. you, you, you're you hungry and grumpy by the end of every yep. show. Just yep. like my wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She'll tell you that. Yep. On the list today, we've got a story about Britney Spears' boob sweat. Uh, we have, I might get fired for an equal rights comment I made at work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're a man of the people, you know? Uh, being poor is universal, uh, but we all see it very differently. And then I NFL draft right around the corner. These are just things that, and then I do have a new segment, a question and answer segment that we'll get to here probably pretty quick because we're running out of time already. 
So what do you have before we get going? Because I'm going to steal the next well, 15 I, minutes. I, I want to do funny <laughs> stuff because I – well, how about this? Both Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson both got fired today. So yeah. Kind of coincidental. So we'll just leave that at that. We, I uh, figured Tucker was coming because he caused them the most grief, and Don monies. Lemon was the same one that cost them the yep. most troubles. Uh, enlightened Path. God apparently told a Catholic school teacher to quit her job and become a porn star, so she did. God I mean, bless her. Yeah, she say. looks like she was probably set up for it, you know? I'll say God works in mysterious ways. Yes, I've always said that. I think that. she says that right here. They say God works in mysterious ways, but former Catholic teacher Courtney Tilia. It went she's further. Already got a, she's she already got a Hoover's name. The, oh, yeah, Courtney. No, Telia. I oh, don't know. Uh, isn't that kind of sorry, familiar? Sorry to all the Telias out there. That's kind of close, I right? I know. That's why I said it's a Hoover's yep. name. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she claims the Almighty told, Almighty told her to become a porn star. Before I left teaching, I felt super disconnected from myself and also God. I didn't know what my life's purpose was or how I was meant to help others. And then I see OnlyFans had yeah. an opening. Then, and then, yeah, I, then I found out how much money you could make on OnlyFans. I got hands. these bolt-ons. Yeah. I realized that finally people are looking for a thick chick. Yes. You know, yes. Me, and, me and him have been all along. We were early on the thick chick mm-hmm. wagon, but you know, now everybody else is getting on. So, yep. So when I started connecting... To myself and to God in a different way than what I had been taught in church, I kept hearing and feeling the nudge to help liberate women from their sexual shame. <laughs> the part of me felt like that their sexual yeah. choices and expressions were wrong and immoral. I even felt wrong by the association in that moment, but that didn't feel like God telling me to feel that way. Well, I, you know what? First nudge that I, she got. I think women have been proud of their bodies for years. I yes. think it's just now you you say it because, you know, you if not, you know. Well, listen, God's message was abundantly clear. I'm here to be a porn star. This is my way of serving, Tilia said. Since quitting her job, Tilia makes between $20,000 and $100,000 oh, per yeah. month on OnlyFans. I subscribe to her while we're doing the show after the picture. Yes. You see me on my phone. OnlyFans. Yeah, eighteen thousand and one. Or as my life, my <laughs> wife likes to say, "Fans only." Well, she thinks "fans only" sounds better than "only fans." What do you think? Uh, I think "fans only" was probably taken already. But think so? Yeah. Okay. But I like I only want fans here. Yeah. You know, but this site's for fans only. You yeah. know. So either way, there she goes. Well, the I, the one on the right should go start teaching school, and the one on the left should. St- Stay doing what she's doing. Yep, she's got a career. She's not that pretty, but her body's banging. She has so. kids, obviously. I mean, that's a C-section cover-up scar right there. So. There you go. Nailed it. Yep. All right, well. Good for you, You know Tilia. what? Do, it, do what you want to do. I am I just seen something the other day about basically a, the question arising of uh, sex trafficking. Yeah, not trafficking, sorry. That's horrible. But of, like, legal sex workers. Okay. And, you know, it's like it's the oldest trade known to man. It's It would prevent a lot of... Heartache and troubles well, and just stuff. It it uh it take cops away from trying to bust hookers and well, do it, but it also take away guy you know like just the stigma away from. It. I'm not into it because I don't really want to pay for it. I've never been the guy that. But for somebody that is just single and lonely and I mean it, we all pay for it in different ways. Exactly, I pay for it by yeah. It'd be cheap. I've said it many times. It would be cheaper to get a hooker every time I wanted it. I no. paid a lot. I know for your former um. So mine costs me <laughs> currently every month. Well, uh, 
I did, did you see the about the Colorado school bus driver getting in trouble for brake checking her kids that weren't putting their seatbelts on? No. They got to learn. Yep. Now, us did they growing have up. Seat, as I said, I didn't know they had seatbelts I think she was a Colorado school bus. Uh, let's see here. Shows uh, her slamming on brakes, jolting students. By the way, she was going nine miles an hour. Okay. So you guys need miles. to be in seats. In your seats, Fitzgerald is heard yelling, telling the students in the footage. You guys want to see how dangerous it is? I said, and sit she, down. And Go she sit said, down, see what's going to happen. She said, you're going to learn today. It's going to happen. And she Not to happen. Slammed on her brakes, what? and we got what? a couple faces. I remember when I was, my school bus driver when I was a, a younger <laughs> lad was named Ray Renner. And I tell you what, Ray Renner didn't give a fuck about what anything was going. There used to be this bump, and you'd sit in the back. My head would be on the ceiling every time. And, and you know how you got the mirror and you could see the bus driver's eyes? You can tell if they were going for it. You just see the little look up and then hit uh, and just <laughs> keep going. Ray Runner didn't give a fuck about none of our skulls or our necks. I don't want to always be the I top you guy, but my school bus driver killed her husband, so I don't know if... On the school bus? No, across the street from my house because they were my neighbors as well. What did he do wrong? I don't know. They were supposedly cleaning guns. And oh. it accidentally went off because so you an accident. usually load your gun to clean it. Well, that's want to make sure the bullets are going to come out correct after they're clean. Probably going to get kicked off TikTok now. Well, no, I'm just saying it, it just I, happened. Or did it? <laughs> no, I mean like that just happened. No, like, no, nah, we're not gonna. They don't no. care about that. We didn't make fun of nobody. No, you know, no, we no. just were. Who's whose bus driver's worse? <laughs> I don't know. Ray Renner was son of a gun. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I got kicked off of it all the time. I so. did too. I got kicked off for throwing a snappy pop, and I had to walk to school. For a whole week, three miles one way, three miles back. So I walk into the office at work the other day. It's the end of the day, and I walk in and I say, "Hey, I'd accidentally shut my computer off. Can you look up a part for me real quick?" Or I'd shut down our program. And I said, "I'm walking out. I'm going to email email on my phone. I'm going to email back if we have this part. Can't go out today anyway." And she went off on this tirade on me about taxes. Our accountant lady, nice lady, okay. whatever. But anyways, she goes off, you know, I'm here doing this and blah, blah. And I said, yeah, I know. I was here at 730 and you got here at 815. And I know you got to stay 15 minutes late. And I, I didn't say that, but she's, I let her do her little thing. And I said, I'll be glad when women and men truly have equal rights. And she's like, excuse me? And I said, well, because if a woman talked to you that way, you're not allowed to hit them now. Yeah. And I said, I'm just joking. I like the way the rights are now. And walked away. And so she said something. Uh, I walked in the next day, and I said, hey, can I talk to you real quick, Brenda? And she goes, uh, after yesterday, I don't know. And I said, if we had equal rights, you would. Yeah. And <laughs> she, she didn't think that was very funny, did she, she? No, she didn't get it. But I just, you know, I would never hit a woman. I didn't mean that. I just meant certain Brenda's going to throw hands with you when you're not she, She's a, she, yeah, no, she'll probably knock me out. Yeah. That's fine. I just, it was a comment, you know. I'm just saying, like, for us to truly, like, play sports all in one sport, no men and women's league, no whatever eventually, for us to all be truly equal, then, you know, it's not, I don't know, it's a different charge if you hit a woman, you know, so. Yeah. I would never hit a woman, sorry. Yeah, you got to be careful on that trash talk. She's now gonna, we're kicked off TikTok, gonna, by the way. Yep. She's going to kick you in one shin, and you're not going to be right for a year and a half. I would mm-hmm. be the worst. I'm the guy that the last fight I almost got into as an adult was literally because a guy was slapping a chick outside of a bar, yeah. and I had to go intervene. Well, I mean, you should, but I went and intervened, and then it was a whole situation. So no more of that. Skinman had a story that he's been holding off, and then we're going to do a, a cocaine bear breakdown. And we got then we 10 had, minutes. I know we got a question and answer segment we at least got to get to real quick. 
Skin Man, what do you got, buddy? Hold on. News. Men plead guilty after being accused of stuffing fish with weights at a tournament. Cleveland, Ohio. Two men accused Cheater. of stuffing fish yeah. with lead weights and fish fillets. No cheating and winning. In attempt to win <laughs> thousands of dollars. I repeat, thousands of dollars in an Ohio fishing tournament. What do you, what do you think, a pound? No, just an ounce, like two ounces. They're like fish, one ounce is going to win. No? No? Two pounds? Okay, yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. The cheating allegations surfaced in September when Lake Erie Walleye Trail Tournament... Oh, I think I've seen this. ...became suspicious when the fish turned in... They're thick. <laughs> you know, they're thick fish. Fat, heavy we're, fish. We find the thick ones. <laughs> we're significantly heavier than typical walleye. I'm just saying, I, I, you're saying two pounds. No, I said two ounce, Bob. Two ounces. Somebody can't read the scale right. It's not a lake fish. Walleye are not 20 pounds. I was going to say, why is this a 46-pound yeah. walleye? I don't know if, if you have no reference. They're like an 8-pound or 7-pound if that know. fish. A crowd of people at Gordon Park in Cleveland watched as Fisher cut the walleye open and found weights and walleye fillets stuffed inside. Huh, that's weird. I must have been eating them before I caught them. That's That's just coincidence. As part of a plea deal. Caught it with a magnet. Not even hook it. Yeah. (laughs) They pled guilty to cheating and unlawful ownership of wild animals and agreed to three-year suspension of their fishing licenses. That's too long. No, I think that's quite fair. I saw this on TikTok. People were losing their shit. Oh, I, like, if you're you a f- fucking cheaters, like did, people were so mad. That's why I said about they don't. This. People that don't care about steroids are fucking mad about this. Yeah. You know, you're you're putting a bad name on fishermen, man. We work, yeah, man. we work hard. We get our depth finders and our fishy grabbers, and we go out and we work hard. Yeah, this ain't a fucking joke. This ain't no joke. God, this is career. Sick of you. Kaminsky also agreed to give up his bass boat worth $100,000. Was that a winner? Did he win that thing? I'm Surely confused. he had to have won it. Well, yeah, because you can't just give that up. Like, you can't. Or maybe, I mean, because you could still use a bass boat even if yeah. you're not fishing. Am I correct? Yeah. And well, you, he said it was his. And it, and it, it does say. say it was a prize that was won. Surely and it does say it. bass boat. So maybe in wherever they're at, you can only use a bass boat to catch fish. And not maybe that was part of his punishment. Also, he was catching maybe walleye he, on a bass boat. Maybe he bought it with winnings. That's true. Thousands. Is that the end of it, buddy? Uh, both men are scheduled nope. to be sentenced May 11th. Oh. Prosecutors oh, plan to recommend a sentence of six months probation. Do you think they'll have that on like that court TV? We could watch it live. Yeah. We'll do like a live. We'll do a live. You can see Judge Judy. You dumb fuck. Why would you well, cheat in my that's what, court? That's what I'm saying. Maybe that would be the TikTok angle or the angle Ooh. we've been looking for. The, and I already out ostracized them by yeah. make, you know, saying that fishy grabber thing. I meant, you know. <laughs> you meant the net. You yeah. meant the net. You know, that's what I meant, a net. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so we had a question and answer segment that yeah. uh, I think you had a couple questions that got emailed to you. Yep. And I had a couple for you guys. So we'll just do them this way. I had three. I had a bunch sent over. I'd sent out basically on Spotify. There's a question and answer segment. And I just basically sent out that I'm looking for, hey, just questions that we're yeah. trying to do a getting to know us segment. Want to so, just do one round through it and then come back to it? Yeah, what I think I'll do is I'll do one for each person you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. I got one for Skin Man first. Okay. Uh, hold on. Let me find. Oh, Skin Man. This is from Chance in Arkansas. Oh, 
All right. Okay. What, what one song do you really relate to? Um, I was thinking you just have Black Betty would come right up there. Well, but. it's it's actually <laughs> Black Muddy River. Okay. Black Muddy River. Who's that yeah. by? The Grateful Dead. There we okay. go. All right. Okay. Uh, TJ, I have one for you. Okay. This one's from Stephen Eldorado. Would you rather meet the Flat Earth Lizards or meet an alien? Oh. So you can tell he's been listening. Question. You can tell he's been listening. Well, maybe. Where are the aliens from? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I mean, they're rather, aliens. Let's meet the lizards because they'd tell us what was going on you around need a, here. You want to know what's going on yeah, here, not the rest of the world. rest of the universe. The universe. There you yeah, go. There we go. Whatever. They'd break it down. All right. Okay, my question's for Casey. This comes from Dr. Jill from Delaware. Okay. Seems like you're always talking about men and it and if they're good looking or not. And I've watched some of the shows live and I've seen you staring at TJ's muscles. On a scale of one to ten, how gay are you? Uh man. Six. Six? Okay. Six, like not like not quite to where I'm ready to commit. But you but I'm fully I fully see the fashion, the beauty in a man now, and you know, I'm I'm completely comfortable. You're open. Open. Yeah, I'm open to, I just see the beauty in, in yeah. everybody now, so. Fair enough. All right. Okay. Uh, I got another one for Skin Man. This one comes from uh, a Sarah in Kansas. Um, she's one of my favorites. Uh, why are you the way you are? Um, due to diet and exercise. Diet and exercise, huh? Okay. All right. Uh, this, another one. From another, this is Sarah with an I. Okay. This is for TJ. All right. This is a strange one. This is a sling, slam ring wrestle. Okay. So you can tell she listens. Yep. Uh, here's your three choices. Uh, Becky Lynch, Rhea Ripley, or your wife. Well, uh, I would ring my wife. Okay. I would wrestle Rhea and uh, what's what's the first one? Becky Lynch. Uh, the Whichever one's the other one. Oh, slam Becky. ring wrestle. You wrestle ring Re- or slam. So you're slamming Becky. Slam That's banging. Becky. Yeah, yeah. All right. And then so it's a two part question. Uh, Roman Reigns, Miz, or again your wife. Oh, I would still <laughs> ring my wife. Okay. And I would wrestle uh, the Miz and slam Roman. Okay. All right. You got another question? Yes, I do. <clears throat> All right. Um, this one comes from Austin in Texas. Have you ever peed in a pool and been caught? Uh, no, I've, I've never, like, no, I've never, I have peed in a pool and I've never been caught. Okay. I've never been in one of those red dye or whatever situations. So, uh, you're about to get into a fight. What song comes on as your soundtrack in your head? Oh, I did it all for the nookie. Okay. <laughs> because when I fight, I get naked, and yeah. I, I want to freak people out. You, you know, just keep rolling, rolling. I do it like man. De- if you're a if you're a always sunny guy. I do it like Dennis Reynolds. You're about to feel the thunder. One more, and I don't. I have one here for TJ. This is from Connie in Oklahoma. What is your favorite physical attribute? Uh. My face um, on my body. Yeah, about yourself. Um, Sorry, about yourself. I didn't read the rest. My of My triceps. They're okay. really big. He, that's a, he said arms. He okay. That was a her. Sorry, I, th- I don't know if that's a he or her. Connie, I don't know what. Connie, that is. I, th- I was assuming that was a her. Yeah. 
Uh, so that's all I had. Do you have any more? No, I don't think so. All right. Well, I have a couple more. I have a bunch more, but we can more, do so. at another time. I did have one more thing, and then we're going to, well, uh, we got two minutes. Let's go ahead and set up the call so he's not okay. waiting. I just I don't wanna... asked him if he's ready. Are you waiting for a response before we set it up? Yeah, you can go ahead and get it set up. He'll be ready. He says, yes, sir, he's ready. All right. You, uh, so we're getting ready to have a rest. Go ahead and you want to do his intro. We'll get ready to call or do his uh, breakdown. Yep. So we're going to be his talking. bio. To the SNPW heavyweight champion, the Northern Saint, Tony Flunn. He's been wrestling since he was 16 years old. He started in Duquesne, Illinois, at the Eagle Club. Casey's going to look for his phone number that I sent him earlier. Yeah, I got you. You're okay. going to keep doing it, buddy. I okay. got it. Uh, you said he, it to me like, you text me a lot is the yeah. problem. <laughs> well, I've got all this stuff here. He's <clears throat> Like I said, he's a current SNPW heavyweight champion. Just had a big match this weekend. With uh, Shane Biggerstaff, Sean Biggerstaff. Let me see here. Sean Biggerstaff in a log chain match, man. All right, it's calling him. It is music. I'm so horrible. It's time. Hello. Hey, Tony, what's going on, buddy? What's happening? You got your music playing here. (laughs) I cannot escape this song. That's different than before, right? Yeah. I thought so. I I watched your match today at work. Did you? And, uh, I got you. What did you I think? Heard, I, I liked it. I, my first question was, how much of a pain in the ass is that with a log chain mat like that? Uh, okay. So, whenever I was uh, whenever I was trying to get you know things together for for everything, it was just like, you know, I didn't really take into consideration about how much you really move your arms. So <laughs> I was just like, man, I was like, I really wish this would have been a dog collar. It would have been so much easier. So a dog collar is easier. Well, I mean, I guess in my opinion, it really would be because you have full use of your arms. I mean, it, you know, it obviously has its own level of danger with it being around your neck. But, yeah, yeah, I would you know, so. it's the whiplash effect. That's that's the worst part. It's like anything you do, you move your arms and you got to watch it coming down and like crashing on your face. Yeah, I bet that was I my I one of the things I wrote down about the match last night or yeah, was it Saturday or Sunday? It was Saturday. Saturday was yeah. that bump you took from the top rope to the outside of the ring on how did that feel? Uh well, they say that the apron is the hardest part of the ring for a reason. Yeah. Um <laughs> that definitely stands true. I think that's why I I've done so many of them there because I I try to take the approach that I, I try to, you know, implement several times is kind of similar to Mick Foley's. And it's like, there's, there's fans that, that catch on to certain aspects of the business and they know certain things. So it's like anybody that's smart enough to know that the, the apron is the hardest part. If anybody falls on it, they're like, Oh man, you know, so I kind of try to, you know, implement that, that whole insider knowledge so i try to do something for everybody to try and get a reaction from everyone well i think as just the i would say myself at the hi this is coach casey by the way i'm the co-host here with tj joining us on the phone tony flood um yeah nice to meet you as the casual fan or the you know i'd say i'm more than a casual fan but you hear it when somebody hits outside you know you i'm on as the fan that's been to i've been to five or six with tj and as a kid you can almost feel it when somebody gets slammed outside, you know, as opposed to the ring, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For <laughs> sure. 
it's definitely you know and it's like you know you got so many people like i have just for example my uh my future mother-in-law what had posted some pictures from the show you know it's the first one they ever went to and they had a an absolute blast like that they was, had a great time that was their first show and all the time that, that you guys you've that been was wrestling the first yeah yeah i see macy and i had total we had been together for uh like five and a half years wow so yeah they had never came to a show before her mom used to watch it her dad used to watch it you know back whenever they were younger but they had never gone to an actual live show before so they got to you know, actually experienced that. She posted pictures from the show, you know, and then people from the church started, you know, talking and, you know, they'd seen that I got split open and there were people asking, Oh, is that, is that fake blood? Is, is that real? Okay? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I took pictures of my head where I had gotten split open. I'm like, I don't know. Is this a fake scar? Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. no, I did see that, that, uh, that into the ring it's, and it was a square one too. So that made more sense. Yeah, the post. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Luckily, yeah. they have great insurance, though. Correct. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's almost a must whenever you're a professional wrestler have on any level. You have to have some kind of insurance or plan. You know, luckily, I've only had to implement it like twice. That's good. So, yeah. So you've been yeah, wrestling I broke my ribs last year. So oh, really? Was, uh, well, who, yeah, who did that my... to you? What's his name? Was that your you know, worst actually, injury? Yeah, honestly, it really was like, I mean, I've, I've separated, you know, things like I, I dislocated my knee whenever I was younger that, you know, that obviously has stuck with me. Um, but as far as like anything, quote unquote, like dangerous or high risk or anything, I've actually done safely and been fine. That's good. You know, um, but this was, this was just a complete accident. He was, he was a younger green kid, you know, he, uh, came off the ropes and was going to give me a senton. Now, I'm sure, TJ, you know exactly what a senton is. Yep. Uh, Samoa Joe does them very often, or at least he used to. Um, but he, uh, the kid came off the ropes and did it while I was completely sideways as opposed to oh. flat. And just to clarify oh. for everybody listening, green does mean like he's just new into the sport, not he was actually a green kid, correct? He was not green. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's an expression. He was green around the gills. He was young. He still is young. I, he, you know, and that was kind of why I had went back to this company at that time was because I wanted to work with younger guys because I remember what it was like for me whenever I first got in. It was is rough, you know, and I think that that applies no matter when you get in, whether it was in the 50s, when it was in the 60s, all the way up and through into now, it's still hard no matter what you do. Just a lot less moves back in the sixties. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> back back in the day, it was it was you know more about how tough John are Cena you. would have I, been the most advanced wrestler in the sixties. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, back then, I think it was more how tough are you? How tough do you look? If I punch you in your face and you lose some teeth, you know, are you going to cry and go home? Or are you going to stick with it? Exactly. Nowadays, it's more about you know how dedicated are you to the business? How how often are you going to go to the gym? How are you going to change your diet? How are you going to make people invest in you? Not only, you know, visually, but, you know, social media is a big thing that I, I'm not really on board with it. I have a Facebook. I have a TikTok that I, I share stuff every now and again, but I'm not real. Probably still gets more to, views than us. Yeah, well, you know, it's still, a, I don't, I don't really do the whole social media thing because I, I firmly am a person that believes in separating the business life from my personal life. Yeah. That's so good. that's kind of why that's kind of why I don't do that. I know a lot of people don't agree with that. They're not like that, but you know that's just what works for me. 
So you've been wrestling since you're so basically you're started at 16. You told me the other yeah. day you're 32, so you've been wrestling for 16 years. Mhm. And you started yeah, in du- I, um, Duquesne, Illinois. Duquesne, Illinois. Yeah. Duquesne? Yeah. Yeah, Duquesne, Illinois. Duquesne. Yeah, I know the S, the S is silent. I know okay. a lot of people. <laughs> I like to say Illinois. I would have said, like, said Duke one. So. Duke one at the yeah, Eagles it's Club. Duquesne. Duquesne. Yeah, it's where the, uh, the state fair is, actually. Okay. The one that's not in Springfield, and, so it's the second largest in the state. And that was for Heartland Championship Wrestling. You yeah, had, you yeah, had your first was, match uh, against Playboy Paul Rose. I did, in a yes, handicap yes. match. I did. Yeah. What was it he was, like? Was uh, he like a ravishing Rick Rude type character? Very, very sexy. Actually, he was probably my first introduction to um, sarcasm. Okay. Okay, and I'm I'm gonna elaborate on that, but because, because you know you hear the name Playboy Paul Rose, you're like, oh man, this this guy's probably you know chiseled to the tooth, and he's you know ripped, and he's gonna no. be like eight feet tall. And no, he was. I think he was like six foot flat maybe and about 350 pounds uh nothing against playboy whatsoever he was not what i envisioned he was going to look like yeah. at all yeah but uh, think he, about it, uh, dusty Rhodes. think about rick flair they're they yeah exactly the sexy image and yeah. they're definitely and not. <laughs> i i never really thought about it so that, that ought to show you exactly how you know what i mean by like sarcasm i'm just kind of like what i found out you know oh, okay you know he's a bad guy we're gonna play the good guys okay this makes sense now. I understand it. You get, you know, the what's called heat, you know, being the bad guy. You get the boos and the reactions from the fans, you know, being like, I'm the sexiest man alive. And I look like, you know, I should totally be working at Walmart and not be a professional wrestler. <laughs> yes. Well, it's all about uh, what everybody else thinks, right? So Definitely, yeah. So how long you been with Strictly Insane Pro Wrestling? Uh, let's see here. Since I you came back total... this, in the last year? Yeah, I uh, I went back to wrestling uh, September 11th of uh, 2022. So I this September will be a solid solid year. Okay. No, I take that back. Two years. It'll be two years. I'm sorry. Twenty. So it'd have been then. 21. Okay. Yeah, it'd have been 21. Yeah, I I knew the date. I didn't remember the year. I'm terrible with years. Well, so, you got the uh, date right. I mean, that's an easy yeah. day to remember, too, by the way. Yeah, definitely. You know, that, and I think that's why it really stood out, you know, because I'm just like, man, you know, like, I, I can remember what whatever What if you were to younger. wrestle, the, like, a tag team, the Twin Towers on that day? Would that have been uh, something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would have been incredible, but, yeah, I mean, John, I mean, John was big enough. Playboy, he was he was big enough. You know, it, it was scary enough. It was our first time out, you know, so it was kind of one of those, you know, you're excited, you got nerves, you know, and everything, but it was – you know, it was like maybe an eight, nine minute match total. So it was more really just like, could we do it? And then it just kind of, you know, left off from there. So I see you've worked with a ton of people, done shows with a ton of people. Who, if you could pick one guy you've worked directly with or wrestled or something, who, and maybe that's a big name or something like that, who would you say is one of the biggest names, I guess, maybe you've worked with, you feel? I've worked several shows with a lot of guys in the name, like in the name part of it, like they were big at one time or whatever. As far as working directly with somebody, um, I worked directly and actually very closely with Brian Christopher okay. Lawler. Yep. That was Jerry Lawler's son. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you got, you know, Grandmaster yep. Sex Day. Like, I yep. worked very, very closely with him at one time. Um, and he had a, a pretty bad reputation. Uh, I'm sure you guys have heard a lot of a lot of stories about him. 
But, I mean, Brian was probably one of the nicest guys that I never expected to be a nice guy. So he played his character perfect, I mean. Well, yeah, he, you know, he primarily played a, a baby face, you know, for probably, I'd say, three quarters of his career. There was only a short time whenever Too Cool was, before it was the thing with Rikishi and the dancing mm-hmm. and all that stuff, you know, in the late 90s, 2000s, you know, it was before that whole thing. And him and Scotty Tuhati were a heel tag team called Too Cool. You know, so it was it was a thing where they were bad guys. But, yeah, he was definitely, you know, judging from his reputation, all the things that I'd heard about of him, I, I'd seen him on other shows and he wasn't in the best of moods. But he actually really wasn't a bad guy. Like, he, he had obviously a troubled past. He struggled with, you know, certain demons that I've seen a lot of people from that era. But he really wasn't that bad of a guy. Speaking if of- I had to pick one. Honestly, if I had to actually pick one that I've worked a show with and I would want to have worked, it probably would have been James Storm. Okay. Um, I I would have loved to have worked with him. That would have been fantastic. There was a time when I probably could have but didn't get to. I was always more of a a mid-carter guy, so I I was always in the middle. You know, for a long stint of my career, I was, you know, kind of like the middle ground. It wasn't until probably in the last, uh, I'd say probably eight years that I was really like looked at like a main event guy. Well, that's a perfect because you're on the middle of the road show, so we're a middle of the road podcast, and that <laughs> works out perfect. So yeah, that does that does. You're right. You're right. Well, so you're talking about eight years ago. I looked up today. I was looking up your matches, and I remember that the first time I ever saw you wrestle was I saw you and Tyler and Bull Bronson do a triple threat in Harrisburg. Ah, and, the showcase. Yeah, and I was. Uh, Tyler brought me, that was like probably my second like independent wrestling match I'd ever saw. And Tyler brought me over there to be a security guard. Yeah. That's just how TJ, yeah. TJ sent me the match today when I was doing some research to, for the interview. And he said, uh, this was a security or I was a security guard for this match for Tony flood eight years ago. So he, he didn't even introduce you. He just he was more proud of the fact that he oh, was a security guard for you. So he did get himself over. Yeah, he was putting himself over. I was like, Yeah, I work some big security situations, yeah. you know. I think I've was, been around uh, some pretty big deals. That was a ladder match, right? Uh the showcase was actually just a triple thread. It was me, was, Bull and uh Tyler. Yeah, I oh, watched no. that, yeah. Okay, now I remember what it was. Tyler got hurt with the chair jumping on Bull, I think. Yeah, I, like, yeah, 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 yeah. His he wrist or something like that. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. I remember that. So this, have you been, is this like one of the first times you've worked as a, a face in a while? Uh, For a majority, I mean, I've dabbled in it here and there. Like, like I was saying earlier, whenever I first started, we were the good guys. Like, I was a good yeah. guy and was working against Playboy. You know, and, you know, I kind of dabbled in being a baby face because I was always told, you know, whenever we first I first broke in that it was, you know, uh, your heels are are basically your more experienced guys. Okay. because they control the match in a lot of aspects. So it was more, you know, um, it was kind of one of those things where it's like you had to. And then whenever the company felt like I was ready and the guys who had had a hand in originally training me and basically teaching me how to perform in front of a crowd at first, um, they, whenever they decided that they felt that I was ready, then they had flipped me to a bad guy. And I pretty much stayed that way for a very, very long time. So is that when uh, they like gave said, you? Is that when they gave you the name, the Canadian kid? Because that makes me not want to like you. You know, I mean, that, you know, growing up, we were taught, you know, Canadians, <laughs> the evils to the north, you know. 
So oh. yeah, I uh, well, there's a guy down here. He used to he used to run a show out of Metropolis. Uh, his name was Tojo Yamamoto Jr. Okay. Um, he's about as I think he's about a song as Japanese about him. as I am. Yeah. Yeah. He's about as Japanese as I am. Uh, he, uh, he he definitely had earned a reputation with a lot of guys about telling very large. I didn't realize tales. you were Japanese. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I got crow's feet doesn't exactly mean that my eyes are exactly that, that okay. close. Okay, all right. But <laughs> well, it's a couple days after four twenty. Um, I still look Chinese, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, he. Uh, whenever I, I went down there, I was uh, I was trying to come up with a name, you know. And he's just like, you know, you ought to run with the Canadian kid. He's like, you're a young guy. It's a good name, you know. You ought to run with that. And I'm just kind of like, hmm. So I thought about it, and I'm just like, yeah. So I decided to run with the Canadian kid. It wasn't until, you know, several years later, I'd say probably five or six years after that, I formed a tag team with another guy that was coming into a different company I was working for in central Illinois. And we were trying to come up with a tag name. And my manager at the time, his name was Coach, Coach Matt Burns. Ha ha, Matt Burns, get it? There you go. Um, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, he, uh, That's perfect. Yeah. He was like, he was like, you ought to run with the name Northern Saint as your tag name. And I'm like, huh. Like, I kind of like that. And then whenever the tag team split up a year or two later, we, you know, we went our separate ways and I kept the moniker and just made it mine. So it was the Northern Saint Tony Flood. I like all that. Right. That's all, well, that's my favorite Val Kilmer movie, too, is The Saint. So it works out mm -hmm. perfect. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hey, Skin Man, do you have any questions for Tony? Oh, I have a couple, but they're not about wrestling. This is okay. that's perfect. We, we here back sits behind me. Skin Man is one of our other guys, and we like to really get to know you. Besides just the wrestling, sure. Um, when you were growing up, what was the uh, what was the song that you were like? This this is the genre of music I've been looking for. Uh, well, uh, growing up in Southern Illinois, pretty much my entire life, um, and I had older. <laughs> that was, not this, was that it? <laughs> That's it right there. You got him. <laughs> so okay, so I, I've primarily been a uh, a classic country guy. That's always been, you know, that was always my thing was classic country. George Jones, Conway Twitty, okay. uh, George Merle. Strait, Randy Travis. You know, Merle. Yeah, of course. You know, well, what was what was it, the song though that? You know, made the clouds part, uh, and the sun came out. And was like, I guess this is it, I man. guess the song that I that I would really have to go with as far as like what kind of set the tone for the the genre of music that I really love would probably be uh, the clown by uh, Conway Twitty. Okay, there you go. Well, nice. that one was definitely that that was just a I don't I don't it's a sad song you know but it's you know a relatable song in a lot of ways to uh different people obviously i was young so i didn't really understand that kind of stuff so i got older but you know it, it's uh it's definitely something that that kind of set the tone and my my parents have listened to classic country forever so obviously they're going to have a big impact on the music you know that i listen to but yeah that was uh that was probably what what kind of set it aside for me and you know made me kind of dive into hearing because you know this was on cassettes so yeah. You know, you, you there's only the a certain amount of songs. All the, all the original sounds oh, yeah. of cassette. You know, you can't get that in today's. I still have a cassette player to this day <laughs> just so that I can hear the pops and cracks and <laughs> awesome. wrinkles and all that. And rewind it. Do you have an auto flip oh, yeah. it? Do you have the one that just flips itself and rewinds it to the other side? No, or? no, no. I, I was never that bougie. I, oh, I was man. always, uh, I had to pop it out and flip it around. <laughs> oh, you had to do it yourself, man. I had one of the ones you could just hit it and it 
flipped it over or you auto rewind it, man. I was Casey, Casey oh, traded nice drugs for that. Yeah, I was gonna so. say I did. That was all drug trades. I was yeah. a poor kid and got everything by the drug trade. <laughs> My name's fair. also That's Coach, fair. so it works out perfect. Yeah, I feel like we've well, met there before. <laughs> there you what go. what else you got sense. for him, Skidman? Oh, uh, what was your, who was your favorite wrestler, growing up? Uh, as far as I can remember, the very first wrestler that I ever wanted to be was Macho Man. Right. There you go. Man. Okay. And it it was a very, very simple explanation as to why. Queen Elizabeth. There were two reasons. It was the elbow drop and Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, it was Queen. That was what got me. Man, I didn't like his, most of his skin. I loved his wrestling. He was awesome. He was one of the ones you loved. I never really liked the, oh, yeah. And all that oh, so see, much. I thought, I thought that added to it. I know, I, I get it. it. That's fine. Saying, but I yeah. loved, I loved the flashy persona. I loved all the, the. You know, when you watch him do that elbow drop, he had those little tassels coming off his arms or his legs, mm-hmm. and he dropped oh, that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, is there a specific yep. match as a kid, which you're a lot younger than us, that you're uh, like, oh man? Well, yeah, he's in his late twenties still. Yeah, he's still in his late twenties. Uh, let's see here. Casey and I are in our late thirties. You're, yeah. you're in your late twenties. Yeah, I'll say I, I'm I'm 32. So we, we consider I, that I, the new late 20s. Yeah. You got to yeah, one basically. more one more year till you're in your early 30s. Yep. <laughs> yeah, see, I see. I figured you know 35, then I'm gonna actually feel like I'm 30 because yeah. I definitely don't. I, I still feel I'm a, like I'm about 26. Yep, so. that's a, that's perfect. And I feel like I'm like 66, at least mentally so. anyway. Physically, I feel like I'm about 50. I was gonna but, say mentally, you know. I'm 12, and physically, I'm 70. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I hear you. Well, TJ was talking earlier about the the fall under the apron. I'm just like, man, it's just like you know, it's it's doing that small compared to some of the other things that I've done. Like, you know, uh, I'm sure TJ's seen some stuff from uh, Stride yeah. that I, I had done over the years. I mean, I've taken back drops off the of ladders and went through the stage. I've done, you know, moonsaults or backflips off of the cages and miss. Did you ever get and, a chance to, you know, did you ever get a chance? We had Jay Spade uh, on the show a couple weeks ago. Did you ever get a chance to wrestle him or work with him any in stride? Uh, yeah, Jay's who I actually broke in the business with. Okay. Okay. Well, that was pretty the cool. The handicap I... match that I was talking about earlier, it was me and Jay. Oh, really? Playboy. Awesome. Back then, yeah. Jay weighed 115 pounds. Well, that's what I said. I said no offense to Jay when I when I said this, but I said you're a way bigger deal. And no. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. And I'll say that that's to you fair. when we have fair, yeah says. when we have Hoka, when we have Hogan on next week, I'll probably say that about you. So don't take no offense to that man. No, 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 no absolutely not. <laughs> hey, I have a no, question. Uh, oh, go ahead. He didn't yeah. tell us his match yet. Now, who? What was oh, your match? Oh, Sorry. well. Uh, 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 so the the match that I guess it probably would have been him and Hogan the the, the mega powers explode. There we oh, go. Wow. That was a big one. <clears throat> that My... was probably the one because I I see I totally seen it from Macho Man's perspective and I didn't see it from Hogan's perspective. Oh. I've always been that guy. It, but wasn't that know, when he was treating? Lady. But that was when he was treating her bad, wasn't it? That was all of that yeah. stuff was when he was. Yeah, that was whenever he was paranoid, schizophrenic, uh, like freaking out, overprotective. But it, it was still. I've always been a heel guy. That's always been my thing. I've, I've always leaned towards the heels. So it's like whenever I seen it, I've I even growing up and being in real life, I've always been that guy. It's like if that's you know that's your guy's girl, you leave her alone. Even yeah. if they break up, you leave her alone. You know you don't you don't do that whole thing. So it's like. I saw it from Savage's point of view, and I didn't really see it from Hogan's point of view. And obviously, you know, growing up, maturing, you you, you see both sides. But to when be I was young, heel, I'm just you like, would... yeah. That's awesome. Go ahead. 
to be a good heel, you'd have to, or to be one of, you know, to know that as a young kid or whatever, you'd have almost see it from his point of view. So, Mine. yeah, that well, yeah, you know, it helps with character development. That's that's for <laughs> sure because you try to you try to play off real life emotions, real life situations. Oh yeah, that that makes it more real to everybody. TJ's trying to tell Definitely. us his favorite match now. Oh, mine was Mister Perfect and Bret Hart at SummerSlam. 91 or two that's a solid one and i didn't like mr perfect like you said because i wasn't mature enough to understand it because i Mm -hmm. opposite i liked the good guy you know bret hart was my favorite wrestler but when i got older i was like dude this guy is so good he oh yeah i know why i hated him when i was younger because he did everything exactly the way i and now i'm a total i only like my favorite wrestlers are here hills and my favorite wrestler is roman reigns but casey doesn't like roman so back in the day when i was he, I, just to comment real quick uh, on the Roman thing, I, I still think he's probably one of the smartest wrestlers out there right now. Okay. Oh, he, he, does. he definitely is. In my opinion, he he is so so smart because he basically took what Brock did in the last few years before him, and he took it, but he's run with it in a different direction. So whenever he wrestles, it does matter, just like what Brock did. It matters, but he's not out there killing himself either just like Brock did because Brock didn't go out there to kill himself. He went out there to kill other people and go home. And yeah, Reigns literally, is basically he's home before the, the show thing. ends. Usually <laughs> that's <laughs> our joke. He's usually back to Minnesota or to Canada, Canada before the, yeah. the last match ends. If he isn't the last match. Speaking of Canada, sure. I, I wanted to say that I kind of just barely caught it. Cause I was supposed to be at work while I was watching your match. That bump that you <laughs> took in the turnbuckle, was that front facing or your back? Cause that fucking thing looked hard. Uh, let me see here. Um, because I was gonna say, front if, it was face, he, if it was face, he doesn't remember because he has a concussion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was so, hard. Uh, the one, the one that I took into the buckle whenever he yeah. whipped me off. Uh, yeah, that was uh on my shoulder because he had hurt my shoulder earlier in the okay. night. So yeah, that it was on the shoulder. So dude, you where, hit that. You know. So that's the reason why I couldn't tell because it was kind of on the side. You hit, you, mm-hmm. did, you hit that son of a bitch hard. But uh, Bret Hart always used to take those front turnbuckle bumps yes. and i was like yes, god yes, damn that has to hurt ever since went like, like i was talking about earlier whenever i broke my ribs last year it kind of made it difficult to do i would assume certain so. things like that you know we, they tell you that it takes six months to a year to even heal the doctor told me whenever i was there they were like you don't need to even remotely go back and do anything for at least a year i was back in two months yeah <laughs> Typical like, pro wrestler. Yeah, like a wrestler should be. You know, I'm well, you know, I'm just kinda like, well, I mean only you know, I was once. coming back. Yeah, I'm just like, well, I mean, it, it's not that bad. Like it's it's gonna be fine. I broke one and fractured the other. So oh. I technically broke I technically had two. Okay. But it was still the point I'm just like, I mean, I can go back. I was out for a month. I went back the second month and did a promo. I was out there talking on uh, one of the little talk shows that they do before the show. It's called Commissioner's Corner. And I ended up taking a front bump on my ribs to, you know, sell the fact that, oh, my God, you know, it, it, it still hurt. And, I mean, it didn't feel great, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And whenever I was coming back the following month, it was to do a fatal four-way. So I thought, well, worst-case scenario, I could, you know, conceal the fact that I'm still injured but still be present. You know, because there's three other guys in the match besides me. So it was really just I was trying to work as smart as I possibly could and take as, you know, minimal, minimal. damage as I possibly could while, without taking any time off. So who's your so, next feud against? Who's that guy that come out after your match? Uh, that is Adrian Surge. If you guys um, 
Well, actually, so I can probably just send you the link, it's... TJ, so that you can uh, show them. But it's Adrian Surge, like kind of like the drink. You remember okay. the nineties? Yeah, that's 90s what I was wondering soda if he got the nickname from. No, not to my knowledge, he didn't. But I, I give him crap about that regularly. Uh, <laughs> so you took uh, no, the title from I, him. Yeah, he and I were a tag team the first time that I was at Strictly. I took a seven-year hiatus from there. Me and the promoter had a falling out seven, eight years ago. Okay. But before I left, Serge and I were a tag team. Serge was new at the time. Uh, they stuck him with me just to kind of give him something to do. We had chemistry. It worked out. You know, he accredits learning a few things about the business from me, which I'm so grateful for because he is doing incredible things in the St. Louis wrestling area. I mean, great, great stuff on the independent circuit over there. He is absolutely killing it. Um, and whenever uh, I decided to come back two years ago, uh, he was one of the first guys that I wanted to work because we had tagged together and we had such great chemistry as a tag team. I thought we'd have even more chemistry as opponents. And it worked out. And I was actually going to do a retirement tour when I came back just to kind of go and, you know, say goodbye to everybody, you know, work there one more time, whatever. And then it, actually worked out to where my last match got delayed a year because of COVID Okay. Uh, spiking again last year. And uh, I was supposed to, yeah, I was supposed to wrestle uh, Jerry travel said, okay. Who was a, a big deal at stride. He was, you know, the principal of the two four school over there in Pinckneyville. He's another guy who accredits me for training him, learning from him. Uh, Tyler did also. Uh, Tyler's the one that introduced us. Uh, but Jerry and I, I was his first feud. I was his longest feud and his last feud as the night that I went to wrestling that was supposed to be my last match, he retired. And so, oh, okay. And I couldn't because I was in the middle of a feud with Serge and I beat him last June. I think it was June 9th or June 11th, one of those two dates. I can't remember. We did a cage match. Oh. I finally beat him after a nine-month feud. June 11th um, is what we got here. I got it pulled up. Okay. There you go. June 11th. Uh, so I, I finally beat him. Um, and that was a real defining kind of moment for me because there, there was never really anybody in my family that really came and watched the shows all that much. And on that night, like friends, family, everybody came because they knew how much it meant to me. So it was just so much more than just a wrestling show. So did you know you were going to win going into that match? And did you tell your family you were going to win? I never, I never reveal the finishes. All ever. right, that's what I wanted. That that's gonna say. Yeah, I, I don't. No. I was almost gonna hang up. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, I am. Ne- I am Listen, not man, one of the, as the those casual guys. wrestling fan. I will not accept that. <laughs> no, I, I am not one of those guys that's like. I'm going to win. You should come watch me. Yeah, no, Come I, be there. Well, I'm one of those yeah, fans no. that if I was your brother, I would say if you don't tell me the match, who you're going to win, I'm not. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, it's uh, my uh, my fiance. me about it all the time. She's always You don't like, tell her, do you? So who's going to win? No. God, no. She, what if she promises you like no. something sexual for it? <laughs> don't you? No, yeah, well, I mean, you know, that might be. Yeah, might there we go. Hold out. That's how I TJ mean, used to get like, the answers uh, out of his friends yeah. when he was doing security. <laughs> So you had your there you go. You had your own school a little bit before Stride, and uh, uh, the- yeah, I used to work for a company in Anna, Illinois. It's called Illinois Championship Wrestling. And God, Southern they, Illinois uh, has so much wrestling. We don't have shit oh, around yeah. here, and you're talking <laughs> yeah, small towns over there. We're Wichita is like five hundred thousand. I don't think we even have one. Well, I see. I think just uh, in the, just in this radius, Salina does okay. I think I think just in this radius, like in this this tip of Illinois, there's one, two, three. There's four companies down here. That's awesome. Yeah, because there's there's Stride, there's Anna 
Anna Hardcore and Anna, obviously. They're strictly over at Crossville, and then there's IWA Productions in Mount Vernon. Who used to run just south of Crossville? What's that town there? Uh, Carmine? Yeah, the first match I pro, yeah, independent match I ever watched was in Carmine. Yeah, that would have probably been Strictly. Okay. That probably would have been, yeah, that probably would have been Strictly. And I might have saw you wrestle then, probably about Yeah, you might have. It was at the, um, oh gosh, what was it? I think it was. It's the like the VA L- there. VA, there, yep. yeah, yeah, the VFW, yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, so, I, I wrestled only there once. It was a bar. It is a very, very low ceiling. Yeah, well, it say, was super low. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. Uh, we're going to we have a couple more questions for you. I want to have you back on if you're willing to do it. I think we only touched the iceberg on maybe getting to ask we some more questions. We didn't get to talk about and, Sopranos, which is one of the main things I wanted to talk to you about. <laughs> and we, and we can still do a little more. Well, I'm not kicking you off by no means, but I really think I'd like to – you know, maybe try to do something else another time with you if you're okay. willing to come yeah. back on as well. So absolutely, yeah. I just wanted you uh, to talk about. Uh, I really liked what you sent me here about when you're training guys about you can learn from everyone. I'd just like to tell us, oh, re- tell oh, everybody uh, about the, that. Uh, the the quoted line that I yeah, I, it was whenever I was working for uh, ICAW and um. They, they wanted me to train and everything. I was trying to come up with something that would kind of impact people and really make them think. Uh, not just about, you know, the business that they were trying to break into, but just about life in general. Uh, you know, call it philosophical, call it whatever you want. I mean, I, I don't really have the words to, you know, really describe what it is. It just kind of came to me and it was, you can learn something from anyone, even if it's what not to do. And I, I firmly stand by that saying, and the only reason I say that is because you can go into any business, any locker room, whether it's wrestling, basketball, football, anyone, you can learn something from everyone in that room, even if it's what not to do. That makes a lot of sense. Most of the best things I've taught my kids and people around me have been things not to do. So <laughs> take yeah. it from the master. Yeah, take it from me. Don't do as I did, yeah. and you'll have it a lot better. Well, see, and honestly, that's that's kind of the, the way that, that kind of come up with it because there was a, well, what should I do in this situation? What should I do with this? And usually my answer had to be, well, don't do this. Yeah. So I think that kind of that helped coin the phrase a little bit. You know, because you could go up to the worst wrestler in the locker room and you can tell who's the worst. I mean, if you you have an opinion. Yeah. (laughs) 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 I I liked working with Tyler. Tyler and I got along really well. We had great chemistry. Uh, He he was always very, very good to me. Um, I was watching Tyler today in a couple of matches. Oh, man. Yeah, those were. I like watching you as a heel with Tyler, just your chicken shit stuff that you do. I like Mm -hmm. that a lot. I, I, I have gotten uh, a good reputation for uh, some of my chicken shit heel stuff. It, That's it my has favorite. worked out pretty well. TJ, yeah, TJ I, I like is it. the chick is the heel of our, I was going to say chicken shit heel, but I don't want to say that. <laughs> TJ is the heel of our show. Um, I'm the baby face, but I'm not very good at the baby face thing. So uh, he's great at the heel <laughs> thing. He's like an experienced wrestler when it yeah. comes to. <laughs> 
as and, far as insults man, are concerned. Skin Man's like our manager. See, we're like a horrible tag team that we, we don't have it figured out. We have a heel and a freaking baby <laughs> face on one tag team with a manager who don't like us and doesn't want to promote us. So Strange bedfellows. I, I get it. You, Strange bedfellows. I'll make a lot of money betting against you boys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's horrible. <laughs> uh, okay. Coaching muscles, man. I don't know. That'd be a good tag team. We'll get one more thing out of you, and then we definitely want to bring you back. Casey, do you have anything? Sure. I was going to do just a maybe a uh, no. I was going to do like a quick rapid fire thing, but don't worry. It just was get it for the next time. Yeah, we'll do it next time. Skin man. Okay. Oh, what was the uh, in your wrestling career? What was the dirtiest move that you were able to pull off and the ref didn't see, and you got away oh, with it? He's got lots. Well, of them, I, see, I think I think whenever you're uh, an experienced heel and you're wanting to get the right reaction. You don't necessarily want to get away with it. You want people to see it. Well, at least the right people to see it. But so, you usually, but try, I think, you usually try to distract the, the referee a little bit before, don't you? Yeah, well, yeah, usually. Um, I think one of the, the coolest thing that I've probably ever done and uh, it kind of uh, it kind of worked is I won a match. Um, I was working Congo Kong, which I don't, I don't know if you guys know who that is or not. I don't. Um, he was in a. He was in Impact. He was uh, in Ring of Honor. If I'm not mistaken, it sounds familiar, but yeah, he uh, he. Uh, oh, he's, he's a big very, dude. Very experienced guy. He's huge. Okay, six this eight three eighty three. Yeah, wow. he's a monster. So uh, I knew him because of Impact and things like that. I got brought to Northern Illinois. Uh, I think it was in Pontiac uh, to work him. And he was, uh, he was being billed as the heel and I was being billed as the baby. And I'm like, man, this guy's on TV. These people have no idea who I am. I've never worked there before. Everybody knows who this guy is. So why would you make him the bad guy when he's not going to sell any merchandise that way? They'll sell mar- more merchandise as the baby face. So I suggested that they send me out first as the heel to establish that I'm the bad guy. We get to the finish. Um, it comes down to the part where I go to float over him, which is kind of jump off the ropes backwards to get over him. He catches me, and he pulls me away from the ropes and bumps the referee. Well, I have a chain wrapped in my hand, and I slide down. And I go to hit him with it. He blocks it, gave me a headbutt, went up top to give me his big splash, and he hits it. And as he's pinning me, I stuff the chain in his tights while he's pinning me. Uh. The referee was down, didn't see any of it, counts the one, two, three, declares him the winner till he stands up, and they see the chain hanging out of his tights. That's then nice. the ref had to reverse his decision because he didn't see it. I'm swearing to God that he hit me with it, even though it makes absolutely no sense why a guy that's six eight and four hundred pounds would need a chain to beat me. Yeah, but that's it awesome. For, I love that. It like made for a great I was gonna say, or even like, yeah, there's a bunch of those guys would do that. They'd hit him with the thing and then throw it at him yeah. real quick yes. and yeah. fall down awesome. on the ground. <laughs> Uh, but I wanted it to be clear that Congo beat me fair and square. Everybody saw it except for the referee, and he has to go by the rules, and he's believing me, this chicken shit little piece of crap heel <laughs> that's like, no, I swear to God he hit me. He had to hit me to beat me because I had him, Yeah, you, and everybody loved it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, dude, yeah. we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, I'd love to do this again sometime whenever you got time. Yeah, I'm, I'm free whenever. Absolutely. I'd love to do it. Thank you, guys. All right, Tony, thanks for being on, buddy. One more time, buddy. It All was right. nice having you on, man. Yes, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> He's our hero. <laughs> See you, buddy. You guys take care. Nice to you, man. Bye. Dude, that was awesome having Tony on. He's, yeah, that was cool. He's a super like, cool guy. Just... 
like when I think I know a lot about wrestling, and then you get a guy that's actually here's like, what I'll say going forward crazy. is your fandom makes it you you get like deep into the detailed side of wrestling. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's fine for the deep insightful wrestler. Sometimes for the casual fan, they want to know. You know, like he nailed them yeah. with some of the things that the guy wants to know. So that was a perfect last question. It was yeah, no, it was, was great. great question. It was fun yeah. all the way around. Yep. So. That guy is freaking humongous, the dude he was wrestling. Yeah, he is. I've never even... I've, and he's not a very big guy. He's Everybody he seems to wrestle is pretty... I mean, he's a thick guy, yeah, but he's, he's not a, a real guy. tall guy. He's like a... Built like Dusty Rhodes. He's fi- like a 5'10", yeah. 6 foot, yeah, maybe somewhere like that. Like that. Yeah. I mean, he's big for normal people, yeah, but... Well, guys, I appreciate it. I did have an email from a fan or a new listener before we went. We had right. a bunch of new listener stuff. Email or a phone call? It was an email. Okay. Did I have a phone call? Oh, we have a phone call, too. God dang it, we almost missed yeah, that one. Yeah. We got two things. Man, god dang it, I'll, I'll we, skip dude, my email. We just had a huge phone call. I know, we had too many star. things going on. Before we go, I did have a call in okay. from a... I thought that's what you said earlier. Well, I did, but I also had another one. Which but that one can do go, you want to do? No, we'll do this one. Okay. This one's bigger. Thanks for listening. We're going to still come back, and I'll probably tell you goodbye, but... Hello, God, I got to fix Donald it. Hold Trump. on, everything's messed up. When you have a a call in and then you turn certain things off, certain things on. Now let's try this again. Hello, Donald Trump again. Sorry about the end of my last phone call. Melania walked in and she gets super mad when I call into podcasts. She thinks I'm going to get in trouble or say something I shouldn't. Speaking of that, pretty much everything the liberal coach Casey says gets him in trouble with me. Skin Man, your intros really need to feature more of TJ's greatness. And for coach, more of his weaknesses like his dying legs, bad political views, and not even eating meat. TJ. I love your new nickname. It's super original, and it fits you perfect. Anyways, I was thinking about coming on the podcast and doing one of your famous interviews, but one stipulation. No liberal coach, Casey. Skin man can stay, but no liberals. I have private messaged you my contact info on Truth Social, and I look forward to hearing back. Future 47 out. Dude, that, that guy really likes me. He really doesn't <laughs> he, like you. He, he does not like too. me. He seems that he, he, he finally has got up far enough that where he's listened to Skin Man. So he's got to meet him. He can stay. God, when so, are we going to do this? I'm well, excited. Dude, I'm going to get an interview the. The former and the I was going to say 45-47. I don't know what we'll call him. Are you going to combine it? You're going to call he, him 92? What an honor. <laughs> Why did I call you Deej? No, Deej. He, he got his nickname. I he was calling you DJ off of... Uh, no, well, well that was where it came it's from. where it comes from. But we talked about when we gave him his nickname, or Deej. That was his old... Well, TJ's his nickname, but... <clears throat> It's the epi- the episode where we he said that growing up his nickname was Teej, and yeah. he said all the girls call him that. Well, not my wife or any of the girls I know, but I mean a lot of girls. People growing up called me Teej. Right. Man, I it's like I'm just like taking shaking. This I in. know I'm gonna freaking interview the president, dude. That'll be awesome. So yeah. tune in. I don't know if that'll be next week. We'll try to get 
where set up with be him. Where are you going to be when I'm interviewing him? I'll like, probably step out. A, I'll step yeah. out or something. I'll get where I can still listen or something, but I'll probably st- – maybe I will just won't show up that day. I'll just yeah. let well, – Well, we got to do part of this. Well, here, we'll, this will – we'll go out on this. I'll do one – read this, and then I'll do an outro. Um, we had a new listener. Okay. Hi, my name is Andy, and I have recently found the show. I have enjoyed it a lot. Or I, I really enjoy what you guys do a lot. I'm an over-the-road truck driver, and okay. I really have a lot of time on my hands, so I spend a lot of time listening to podcasts. I mainly listen to trucker podcasts and home renovation podcasts <laughs> okay. um, and a lot of Bill O'Reilly. Okay. I was searching for something new since the Hawk and Rock podcast has been on break, and Scott and Drew Turn a Screw is a lot better to watch and not just listen. Um, I submitted or stumbled across the Middle of the Road podcast and have started from the end and I'm working back to the beginning, unlike 45. So, obviously, he's listening. Okay. Um, I'm not really sure I understand the name of the show. I just wanted to throw a couple suggestions out there that might fit you guys a little better. Um, I'll be listening going forward either way, but look forward to possibly hearing one of these ideas in the future. So, he, he's listened to a couple shows. Okay. So, he gave me a couple. He said, What's this guy's name again? Uh, Andy. Okay. He's Thanks. an over-the-road truck driver. Appreciate it, Andy. Yep. So, he had a couple ideas. One of them was... Uh, the white male view, uh, three guys with ideas about the world that they think matters. Okay. Um, two guys and coach podcast pretty much describes, or sorry, two funny guys and coach podcast pretty much describes it perfectly. Uh, the white Stephen A. Smith show. <laughs> One guy talks over people about stuff he doesn't know and nobody really listens. I like that one. Uh, the TJ and Skin Man show. Just saying it would probably be a lot better. Um, (laughs) smoke broke and jerky the podcast with a pothead a newly poor and a jerky salesman Mm -hmm. like no others um though we've been kicked from tiktok podcast um you say it every show anyways hey we're still live on tiktok we got one person watching And his last idea i think this this is the best one and i think what we'll probably go with he said, the Joe Rogan show. Maybe if you spell it different, people will accidentally search it and download your show. Holy so. shit, that is a good idea. <laughs> so I thought Joseph Rogan show or oh, something. So This Andy guy is pretty fucking smart, <laughs> Yeah, man. so he had some good ideas. Yeah. A lot of new listeners, a lot of questions this week. So. That's how we got Steve Irwin, remember? He I know. <laughs> stumbled across us, found us. <laughs> just. Yeah. I like it where his email was like, hey, Joe, I want to be on your podcast. And it was supposed to be to I, you. Why am I gay? I- just does. I had it turned down. Well, I appreciate it. It was a fun show. I had a good time. It was a little longer than normal. We appreciate Tony. That was sure. a good time. We'll have him back on. We may just do it as a separate, like, yeah. have you get here a little early and do 30 minutes before the show, yeah. too, or do something like that. Skin Man, thank you for coming this week. It was oh, yeah, a blast. Yeah. That was I, fun. We have good time every time. Come back. We'll be here. And I'll finish with this. Throughout my life, I've done alcohol, and I've done marijuana. I'm a product of the 60s. And I can assure you, I've misbehaved far more on alcohol than I ever have on marijuana. Was always uh, more of a George the Animal Steel kind of guy. Fucking chewing up turnbuckles. I love watching dudes pound other dudes, man.